that was a thing that happened. Ah, I don't even know if I have the strength to do this podcast, but my name is Natalie Bohensky. And I am the recap respondent for Fairfax News Sites. And I am still breathing and existing in this world somehow. I don't really quite know how, but it's happening. And with me, as always, to discuss this podcast, a very sore and tender and wisdom toothless Stuart Lake. Stuart, I won't ask how are you because you've been through the ringer. I have, Natalie, not just because of this episode. It, it does feel like my heart has been stabbed out, but also four of my wisdom teeth have literally been taken out of my head. So. Ripped out of your skull. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, in a little bit of pain at the moment and on <laughs> some pretty serious medication, which I probably shouldn't have driven on. But uh, <laughs> we're going to struggle through it somehow. Yes, uh, we, we, we wanted to watch the finale episode together and yeah, film it. That would not have been possible. And poor Stu <laughs> was not in no fit shape to do that. No, so I... instead, if you are on the Facebook uh, page, uh, you, you have probably seen uh, or veered right away from the terrible video that I took of myself watching the finale of Game of Thrones. That compelling like vision. A giant sook. <laughs> a massive sook. No, um, you were reacting. You were reacting with genuine emotion to a show that has captured your emotions. I know, and then I feel bad because I'm like, I should probably react that way to you know, like children dying of starvation <laughs> and terrorism and world stuff. And I'm a journalist, so I'm just kind of numb to all the real life things. But, mm, you, but something you, like that you, can really you, get under you. You do some crap to my favorite characters yes. in a show yeah, yeah. that I've become obscenely attached to. <laughs> And I'm all over the place. And I was I was okay. Well, relatively speaking, not long after that video. I watched that episode on my mate Cam. Hi, Cam. Cam's been letting me watch Sponge off his Foxtel to watch the show because <laughs> I don't have Foxtel. This is, this is how sad I am. And he had it on his iPad. So I, yeah. I went into a room at work and watched the episode on my iPad. And then I came – on Cam's iPad, I should say – and I came back out and I shoved Cam's <laughs> iPad back at him and was like, thanks for letting me use it and sat down like the grumpiest cow <laughs> you've ever seen. And I was like, it's fine. Nothing happened. It's totally I know, fine. I know he then posted on Facebook, I think, that um, he said, I think something happened in this <laughs> episode of Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, things did happen. Things, things happened. did happen this episode. I don't even know where to start with this one. Do we start with that terrible, tragic Actually, let's start with a massive hate on fucking Ollie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I just want to say that I was absolutely 100% right. You Ollie is the it. worst. The worst. Um, like, I thought, just the worst I thought, dude. if anything, he was going to, like, poison Sam's food or do something to Sam. Or yeah, I, I thought Gilly I thought or... the danger was coming to Sam and Gilly. I thought that was how it was going to work because I thought he hated wildlings. Gilly's a wildling. I thought that was how it was going to go down. I didn't suspect that there was anything directly... Uh, in danger to John, but obviously there was, and um, that sort of played out like it did. They obviously, and, and you know, I, I've read this week, uh, the actor who plays Ollie is actually really scared that people are going to have a bit of a backlash oh, to him, and I actually feel a little bit sorry for the actor who plays yeah, Ollie, because obviously I don't bear him any ill no, will, no, no, of but I we don't. fucking hate his character, <laughs> and I want his character to die a horrible death very soon, possibly the first it's... episode of season six. Yeah, I mean, oh, goodness. It's so, like, there's no doubt at all. I, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Jack Gleason yeah, last yeah. year, who, of course, plays Joffrey, and he was a delight. Like, one yeah. of the nicest, Absolutely, most yeah. charming people I've ever spoken to, <laughs> and just over the phone, but I just wanted to give him a big hug. Yeah. He was gorgeous. Yeah. I have no doubt that the kid playing Ollie is a lovely kid, but that Ollie? <laughs> that, the Ollie in the show? Oh, yeah. Ollie in the show? <laughs> I, I am willing to go to jail if I could <laughs> so, And, you know, they did, they did show him being all conflicted about what he was doing. And did all they? That. So they did a little. But then, but then at the end, he, was, he had that real hate face on. And I was oh, like, he yeah, had the hate face. Yeah. He had the coup de gras. He was boom for the watch. Have you seen the memes pop up? I haven't seen all oh of them. Oh, my no. God, the memes. It's basically um, a picture of Ollie with the Apple iWatch thing. And it's like he did it for the watch. <laughs> Very nice. I have seen. I have seen the various um, variations on uh, "fuck you, Ollie," which is uh, oh, going right. around, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I make one of them my uh, my Twitter background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, if you have any interesting Ollie 
memes or memes in general. Please, please send them to us. Yeah, send them to us. We we that helps us through the days, the long the long Game of Thrones list days that face us. I don't even know if anyone will want to listen to a podcast about the final episode, Stu. I think we're all just still in a bit of shock. Yes, let's let's just go through and break down that that final sequence uh, because that is what everyone's talking about. And yet, you know, there was so much stuff that happened that would have made a fine finale. Absolutely, then... yeah. It was it was a huge episode on the back of two other huge episodes. It's been it's been an incredible run of episodes for the show. Like the last three episodes of this of this season have been huge. Yeah, just enormous. So yeah, you know. it just it everyone was sort of like. Nothing, 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 nothing. Something. Yeah, lots of things. Something again. Um, so, John, like, why? Why didn't they? This is. I'm just going to be garbled throughout all of this. Why didn't they just stop them coming through the tunnel and let them starve out there? Or I guess they specifically wanted to kill John. I guess that the plot hadn't reached its fruition at that point. I mean, that was yeah. a couple. Of, that was like last episode, I think. So you're yeah. talking several weeks ago. They needed to have Sam. John sends Sam away. So let's just let's wrap that up. So yeah. that was a nice bit of timing, which is probably was not unexpected that Sam probably needed to leave. Yeah, no, no, not unexpected. And yeah, he, he or more facing... so, John needed to be isolated. Yeah, that's he right. He needed exactly. to be friendless. From a, from a show perspective, he needed, from, from an in-universe perspective, Sam needed to get out of there, just in terms of getting Gillian the baby away from that environment. But also him. I mean, he was in, as he said, he was in constant danger. Yeah, um, it was never gonna. It was always going to be a situation where. You know, today might be the day that they finally just kill me. You know, so <clears throat> to be, you know, in that situation constantly would just be insane. So obviously he's gone to, you know, if your if your best friend is the Lord Commander, you kind of have some leverage and you could sort of go, hey, can can I please go? Yeah, which he did, and you know, he's off to off to King's Landing, I think. No, Old Town. Old Town, okay, right. Which is down. It's really far away. I looked it up on the map because <laughs> I'm have a life. It's down. I think it's at the bottom of the Reach. It kind of seems to be oh, right, okay. between the Reach and Dawn on the western side of Westeros. Oh, right, okay. It's really far away. Yeah, all right. So assuming he'll turn up there straight away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Be there within a day. That, that's <laughs> how travel works in this show, yeah. You can... So, uh, yeah, but they did have a lovely little exchange about Sam's recent um, talking <laughs> they did. of his cherry. <laughs> you just got beaten up. How did you? Very carefully. <laughs> I love this line, at least the end of the world's working out for someone. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Very uh, <laughs> ominous. So then later in the episode, we see John, he's alone in his rooms, and Ollie, Ollie, bursts in saying, oh, some wildling knows where your Uncle Benjamin is. And this was a name that has just been plucked back out and made all of us go. That's right. <gasps> and the showrunners actually did this sort of, con on viewers because there was a there was a leak and I'm doing inverted quotation marks around my head as I say that there was a leak of the previously on section that they always put up before the episodes in the US oh okay so before the US airings of the episodes they always do a previously on and they they you know catch you up on certain things and it's it can be a bit spoilery sometimes because it sort of it sort of lets you know hey you should probably remember this because it's going to be relevant in this episode yeah. So a lot of people say, oh, I don't like watching them because they can they can spoil the episode for you a little. But what this one was, was it mentioned, it showed Benjen and it said, hey, remember Benjen? That's a character that could be happening. So right before the episode aired, suddenly the internet was full of these people saying, Benjen, 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 what's happening with Benjen? What's going on there? So Ollie, at the very end of the episode, runs in and says, oh, we, we found Benjen, you know, and everyone's like, oh, wow, what's going to happen here? Stab, stab, stab. You know, and so I think the the creators have actually done this quite clever little yeah bait and switch bait and switch where everyone's going oh Benjen's going to happen no Jon Snow just got murdered because the thing is I think in the books um, Benjen is rumored to be some sort of character that had come back I think Cold Hands or something was a, a yeah character that, now I did something that hasn't shown up in the show but I did something I rarely do which is watch an internet fan theory video <laughs> and the main and, and honest honest to God the main reason is because, something you really do oh look if I had my way and time I'd be <laughs> making them but because as I have said I'm mm. not up to date with the books. Yeah, I try to avoid spoilers wherever mm. possible because of the way the nature of my recaps is they rely on surprise and shock. Yes. Clearly, they got that this week. Yes. Hence, I don't tend to watch a lot of fan theories and stuff like mm. that. There are some that have been inescapable, such as Jon Snow's parentage. Yes. 
and other things that are sort of book related I tend to avoid because mm. they could be spoilerific. But this episode having happened, I actually went and watched a couple and because we're now relatively up to date. We're now with basically books. up to date with the books, yeah, absolutely. So I watched this one about Benjamin and it said that he yeah, he could be this cold hands character. I, I still yeah. don't really know. Look, to be honest, I watched it in a sea of grief. So <laughs> I don't recall the minutiae of the theory. But yes, there, there's the, Benjamin is not dead. He went off. He's not died. So hmm. he could very well, yeah, well, well still be it's alive. Still, it's still a mystery as to what's happened to him. So he very well could have shown up in some sort of state. Who knows? Hmm. Um, but instead, what we got was that scene with basically the Caesar scene, Caesar and Brutus scene. It was so Caesar. Yeah. It was so Shakespearean. Hmm. It was the trap. It was the glimmer of hope that Benjamin might be back and Jon yeah. Snow would have an ally. All of those things. And then, bang. Stabby, stabby. How did you react? Because clearly I didn't react well. <laughs> There's video evidence. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I had a bit of a late night and I, and I had a, much plans to wake up and, and, and be all active and energised for this podcast. And now I'm just sleepy going, I don't want to <laughs> go on with the world. The world is horrible. You've been in bed for the last three days. I've been... Bedridden, like I, I literally have been in bed for the last three days. Yeah, that's... I haven't had your excuse, Stu. <laughs> that's that's it. Well, I, I use that as an excuse because I was pretty cut up about it. Although, you know, I my my mind, I see, I, I didn't have quite as, as an extreme reaction as you did. Well, you were on medication. I was on medication, so I was kind of there's a distance. There's a distance that it puts between you. Yeah, someone sort of, else. I was sort of like, oh right, it's like hearing about something that happens in another country. But my mind immediately started cycling through all these possibilities. I'm like, they can't kill him. They can't just kill him. What? What are they like? Is he going to happen? What's going to happen? Is he going to like come back? Come back from the dead? Is he? Is he not dead? And they're they're really lingering on on him lying in the snow, like with that blood sort of yeah. pooling behind him, as if to say, nope, nope, totally dead, totally dead. And so, you know, I guess my reaction was basically shock, but also like a little bit of admiration for the show and and for George R. R. Martin because he's the one who did it in the first place to sort of go there, like to sort of say, okay, no, nope, well, John Snow can die. That's totally a thing that can happen, even if it stays that way but we'll talk about that soon but well let's uh, let's talk about it now see i got an email last year from a gentleman who i subsequently had a conversation with and actually made up a bit but a gentleman who was particularly angry and i'd forgotten about this until after this whole thing happened he was particularly angry that headlines that appeared on my recaps were a bit spoilerific and unfortunately I have very little control over those. Yeah. So I put, when I write my story and put it in the system at work, I put in, you know, season five, episode X, recap, Game of Thrones. So I mm. keep it very generic. Yeah. But when the page editors on the sites take these stories, they tend to give them their own headlines. Mm. They, you know, they boost them up. So sometimes they write in headlines or attach pictures that are spoilerific. Yeah. I then cop the blame for it. <laughs> fun times. Super Happy fun, fun times. Mm-hmm. So this one particular gentleman wrote to me really angry. He, he's like a comedian. I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's a comedian in Melbourne, mm. you know, writes for the project, a clever guy, yeah. you know, a good guy, but he was really angry about this. And so he sent me this email. You know, I, I read emails. That's what I do. And, of course, it, it said, you suck for letting these spoilers on. P.S. Jon Snow dies. Wow. Yeah. This was, how long ago was this? So this was last year. Oh, wow. So okay. in the middle of the season last year. Sometime. Wow. What a, well, hang on, hang on. So, so he was a book reader. Must have been. So he was just like indignant on other people's behalf. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. What a what a what a. <laughs> well, now don't say that. I don't, I I don't want to be like. So the thing too was, harsh, but... I was I was incensed. Yeah. And I wrote back quite angrily saying, "Dude, do you honestly think I have responsibility for the headlines? I write the stories when they're taken out and when they're yeah. done. Particularly because I'm in Brisbane, so what the Age do in Melbourne, what the SMH do in Sydney, yeah. can be different." This is not me, and now you've you've done this to me. You've spoiled this for me, or you've put this spoiler in, and this yeah. is incredibly rude, like incredibly harsh. That's a that's a really terrible thing to do. And he wrote back, and he was angry, and it was about to turn into a massive because he was saying, "Well, you should have responsibility for the for your stories," and it's like, "Yes, of course I do, but I can't." sort of determine or dictate exactly how the headlines will run up. I can I can write to them and recommend things, but I can't control it in the end. 
so I, it was about to turn into this massive hate spiral where I was about to like flame him on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. I was I was in that emotional state of going, I need to destroy this guy for doing this to me. <laughs> and then I just realized that I was becoming a person on the internet. And <laughs> it's I, always good to step back. Yeah. And I needed to just step back. So instead I wrote to him saying, okay, let me explain how this works. Mm. And I just went through and said, you know, I'm based in Brisbane, explain the whole process and, and said, you're clearly a smart guy. You're clearly not a bad guy. I'm going to make the assumption that you're angry and that you fired this off in, in anger mm. and that you're not normally a, a shit of a person yes. like this, that you're normally a cool guy and we would probably get on and have a good Game of Thrones chat. So let's, let's you know, leave it at that. Mm. And then I said, P.S., you've said this about Jon Snow. I don't know. I'm not reading the books. Mm. The books uh, that, you know, the series are doing something slightly different to the books. So who knows? And look, at, in, at the end of the day, Bala Magulis, all men must die. <laughs> so I right. kind of had this resolve of, okay. You kind of sort of deleted it from your memory. And I kind of deleted yeah. it from my memory. Yeah. So when it happened in the show, and, and, and to give that guy credit, he wrote back saying, wow, this was a very mature and, and reasoned response and, and thank you. Mm. And we ended up having quite a nice conversation by email after that. And I haven't spoken to him again, of course, but it, I felt a slight victory in terms of, wow, I actually managed to get a reasoned discussion out of, you know, a flame war. Mm. But I did delete the Jon Snow dies from my memory. I, I had not even considered it again since that point. And mm. I'm really impressed with my brain that my brain did that <laughs> because my reaction yes. was so honest and it was only it, after yeah. the fact. You're kind of like, oh, yeah. When I, I was reflecting on this going, I just don't know how, like I did not see that coming. And then I remembered, but I got this email. Mm. And yet I had completely deleted that. So I don't know what the purpose of this anecdote was, just to say that I was still freaking shocked that, yes, as you say, that they could actually consider killing Jon Snow. Now, yeah. apparently, according to the book readers, it's quite ambiguous yes. as to whether or not he dies because you see it from his point of view. And, and, yet, and yet we have seen this week there's been several interviews with the showrunners and also uh, Kit Harrington who plays Jon Snow. Kit Harrington seems convinced that he's dead, or at least that's what he's saying to reporters. He's saying, "No, no, dead, 100% dead. Jon is dead." Now, believe it or not, you can actually still get some wiggle room out of that statement because we already know that Bran, for example, his brother, yeah, is a warg. Yeah, he can transfer his mind out of out of his body into into animals. Yeah. There's been nothing in the show to suggest that John is, but apparently in the books there was some vague references to John maybe also being having that ability. So if that's something the show decides to go with, he could sort of at the last minute because we saw in the show that wildling warg um, when he was killed he walk out his, into a, yeah. into the eagle and attack John. So that's definitely something that's happened in the past. But the big one, the the, the massive one, is the fact that. Melisandre's at the wall. Melisandre's um, at the wall. You know, and I never thought I'd be happy to see that woman, but there she is. <laughs> and Looking very downcast. Looking very downcast. Actually, um, I, I don't know whether this was like a makeup error or a deliberate thing, but it seemed like she didn't, like her hair had gone from um, all red to a lot of black in her hair. Somebody else said this to me as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I really noticed that because there, there was a close-up of her face. I was like, oh, there's a lot of black in her hair this week. And I don't know whether that was a sign. Yeah, that, I didn't know. notice that. I'll have to go back mm. and have a have a relook. It was very subtle, but I thought, but I thought, oh, I don't know if that's deliberate or not. But if it's deliberate, like it's obviously a sign that she's sort of falling out of favour with the the Red God. But the you know to have that big loss with Stannis, and then to, to there's no reason for her to come back to the Wall, except if she needs to be there to resurrect a certain main character. Yeah, uh, which we know that priests of the Red God can do. Yeah. We saw Beric Dondarrion. We did, uh, we did. Get resurrected a couple of seasons ago multiple times. Yeah, I'd be the, very happy for Jon Snow to become immortal. And the, <laughs> I mean, they say they say that you lose part of yourself. And that's the thing. So, so you know, Jon Snow. Does that Snow, include abs? Because <laughs> it seemed like not, I think. Yeah, the abs, I think I'm the abs do come back. Yeah, 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 I think it's, it's more it. of a mental thing. Beric Dondarrion had said that, you know, you lose a part of yourself every time you are brought back in that way. So if that's true, then Kit Harrington technically isn't lying if he says yes. that Jon is dead. Yeah. You know, so who knows? This is a fantasy show and there are ways for characters to come back. It made sense from a story perspective, for Ned Stark to die in the penultimate episode of season one. Yes. It doesn't make sense from a story perspective for Jon Snow to die now. No. Other than like a shock factor or, you know, a big, oh, wow, you know, look how serious things are getting. 
his arc isn't done, his story isn't done. Maybe that's the point they're trying to make, but I doubt it. I think maybe it's just a way for Sir Davis Seaworth to rise to the top. <laughs> If there's one thing to be grateful to Stannis for, it's actually that he did send Davos away. So Davos would also be at the wall. Yeah. Because Davos is one of the few truly honourable. I mean, and and, and we're talking he was a crook and a a smuggler, Hmm. but he is the honourable thief. So I have a lot of faith that he might be able to do something to help John. Look, from the very least, just bring out some bandages if they start (laughs) it from the same place. But... You'd have to think that they would have to act quickly because they would probably the 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 watchman would probably just want to burn his body very quickly. Yeah, and get and rid of the yeah, evidence. Absolutely. Um, so that will be interesting. So Jon Snow, uh, we hardly knew you. Well, we knew you pretty well. well yeah, we, that's true. We, we had followed you since episode one of the first <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, but <laughs> but we weren't sick of you. No. Yee. Well, some people had gotten sick of you, but then had not gotten sick of you again. They'd sort of come around on you. Yeah. So, yeah. good. <laughs> Just say yee more. So, Davos, Melisandra, they're at the wall. Let's talk about why. Because, uh, yeah, just all really turned to shit for status. It did. It did. And, and see, that, that's, the exa- that's the example of a character getting... A lot of people have been saying that maybe Stannis isn't dead because we didn't actually see him properly die on yeah, screen. Yeah, there's a and lot yet, of this. I just don't think... And yet, like, like, that's the example of a character whose story has come to an end. Like, that is the natural end point of his story. And I just don't understand why Brienne would stop. At that point, yes. she's had this whole thing about getting revenge on Stannis yeah. since the beginning. Exactly, yeah. Why she would stop now or at the final mm. killing blow when she's in the middle of a strike. Yeah. Like maybe she, I don't know, it's not oh. like he was hand, you know that whole thing sometimes when people go to, to kill someone but they're actually just snapping off their chains or something? Yeah, you know, they, yeah. They've got their arms or they, Or they, you know, if, if it's in a universe with guns, they'll, they'll like fire a gun and it'll be like, aha, I did it like just to the side of your head. Yes, just to yeah. shock you. But mm. to me that one did seem very much. That was final. That was very much a. Yeah, yeah and, and I don't know what Stannis could achieve by coming back. No, that's right, exactly. Like, I think his story is done. Like, he was technically, if you, if you go by the sheer legality of it, he was the rightful heir to the, to the Iron Throne. He did his best. He did his he best. He, he burned all the family members he could. And, you know, it, it wasn't good enough. Everything went pear-shaped on him. So that's the logical endpoint for that character. I did, I did like that throughout all those final scenes, he was still very, very Stannis. Like, he was... Completely he was unsentimental. Completely unsentimental. And... Everything just seemed like a little bit of a chore. I love the shot of him when he sees that the the um, the Winterfell, the Bolton army, isn't going to stay in Winterfell. It's actually riding out to meet him, and he's like, "Well, we're, we're screwed. We we can't win this." And you can see that in his face. But he goes, "But damn it, we we've got a job to do." So yeah. he pulls out his sword and he's like, "Right, here we go. Everything's just this obligation for Stannis. Like it's something that needs to be done." And then even later, when he fights off those two soldiers in the woods. It's funny to see him. He's like he gets a he gets a leg wound, and it's almost like he's annoyed by the inconvenience of it all. Like mm. he's, he's he's like ah, now I can't walk. Damn it, you know. I, and, I, and he's and he's stuffed. Like he can't walk. He's got yeah. no one there to help him. You know, Davos is his Batman was is, is gone. Melisandre's gone. His wife's gone. His daughter's gone. I think he's just. I'm just going to sit here and die. Mm. And so when Brienne shows up to provide a convenient death sentence i think he's like yeah do your duty mm. which is a great fight end it all that's amazing it was so stannis mm. it was so sad the only way it could be more stannis is if he'd corrected something <laughs> he corrected her grammar her grammar in what she had said I, I sentence you to die you actually sentenced me to death but that's fine you know, i don't know <laughs> Never mind. But thank you, Stannis. You've you've been a good character. It it is it is funny with the Game of Thrones though, when you sort of go, what was the point of you in the end? Like what 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 point did you you know characters come in the point there, of Stannis or... and then they're gone? Mm. But that's the thing about Game of Thrones is it isn't about anyone having a point or a role or a it, mm. you know everyone has everyone has a role to play and at the same time means nothing. <laughs> I'm yeah. not expressing myself well because I'm still very sleepy. But, you know, we, we saw Stannis. He tried. He was just – he had one goal. He was trying to become the king. Well, Stan- yeah, Stannis was one of the, the five kings who were vying for power initially. And he's – as a character, he exists to show us the the idea of a, a king who is absolutely 100% – 
based around not fairness, but righteousness. But right, yeah, righteousness. I guess he's not a good man, but he's not a bad man either. He's just he's a stickler for the rules. Yeah. If the rules say we do this, then this is what we do. You know, and and that's the type of king he was. You know, um, Joffrey was a murderous bastard. Renly was a you know the the, the people's the beloved people's prince, yeah, yes. the people's prince. Stannis was an honourable man to a fault. You know, so much of what he did can be explained by the fact that he truly believed that as far as the law, you know, was clear, he was the rightful king of Westeros. He wasn't doing it for personal glory or anything like that, like some of the other characters have been. He truly believed that it was his duty to assume the throne because he was the king. And if you're the king, you need to have the kingdom united to do things. And that actually makes him a really fascinating character. But he also had a sense of prophecy in what he did. Yeah, but but that that only fit into it because if he's being told by... And he's he's seen firsthand the magic that the Red God is, is providing. So he's like, well, I can see it with my own two eyes. That's absolutely what's happening. Obviously, that's the god that we have to follow, and that god says that I need to be the king of the of Westeros. So it was all wrong, though, as we found out. It was. Yeah. It turns out, it turns out, it was probably expression. all wrong. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens for with her next. Does she latch on to you know? Well, I think you know it's been it's been hinted at that she's going to try and latch on to Jon Snow. Yes. Um, I don't How will that, that work? Will. Yeah. Um. So, what else happened in that episode? Um, well, there was the other. Do... Well, there was the other massive thing that happened in the episode, which was Cersei. Um, oh, of course. Which, which in any other episode would have been the big thing. Of course. Um, I, yeah, I can't believe that this is the thing with this episode. There's so much of it, so much stuff, and we finally saw that that naked walk, and it mm. was huge. It was I, huge and I, confronting. I thought it was, you know, going to be a. a hundred meter dash kind of thing. But mm. no, this was a full on She walked shaming. basically across the city, yeah. It was it was extraordinary. And apparently a lot of people said that it, it was a body double and you could see sort of the shonky Uh it was a body double. CGI um, of her head on a body double. Yeah, apparently it was it was illegal to be naked in public where they were filming that, so they couldn't get the, the clearance to do that. So they actually they filmed Lena Hetty doing the, the scenes and then they replaced her body with a body double. Because I think she actually has a no nudity clause in her contract as well. Yeah. So it was. It was a, a like from a purely like CGI technical standpoint. It was also very amazing because if you watch it, you don't necessarily. I didn't spot pick that, up on it yeah, at all. That's right. A lot of people said that they did, but I I didn't. Um, I was too busy just kind of watching her face and mm. just that kind of emotion on her face of like that you know steeliness of I have to get to the Red Keep. I have mm. to get to Tommen, and just the vitriol with with everyone turned on her, which mm. I guess is is to be expected. She has lived in luxury for years while everyone yeah. else starved. Exactly. But it really is a mob mentality down there in Flea Bottom. It oh, was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> hey. Let's uh, just all take our clothes off and threaten her physically. And Having said that, we did uh, up the uh, cock quotient. Yeah, we uh, did. <laughs> we did. Not in any way that was pleasurable no. or enjoyable. It was just a <laughs> random assault on yes, the street, a sexual exactly. assault on the street, an ex- exposing incident. Uh, yeah, but there were so many... I don't know. It's really hard to talk about that scene in any detail because it's just... It is what it was, and it, it was what it was, is what it is. And it's just ferocious. But so I don't, I, I guess the thing is, is that she's gone back to the tower now. So the High Sparrow has let her go back to the Red Keep, yeah, back which into seems, the bosom of her people. It seems singularly stupid because Cersei is going to kill everyone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, like surely, right? Like, like that's, I'm not the only one who thinks that like, like no because if you saw the expression on her face like she yeah. broke down she held it together and held it together and it was only when she actually got to the doors did she break down and weep yeah and and at that point she was a broken woman and then all it took was the side of the freaking mountain in his new guys's <laughs> king's guard oh silent man yes uh and and all of a sudden her face just went back into i got right. this yeah i got this She's so resilient. She's yeah. so resilient. It's amazing. It's amazing that she's like, like the show has done this incredible turn where Cersei was one of the most hated characters, and now I just want to see her kill everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, you're after right. after what's happened to her over the last couple of episodes. Like I really want to see her get some revenge. And she, you know, she's she's a and, horrible. And, and, she's and still the, a horrible and person. The thing is, it's revenge for shit that she said in action. That's right. Exactly. So you know. 
it, it's totally stuff that happened to her because of stuff that she did. But I still want to see her come around and get revenge because you know I hate I hate the sparrows and I hate the high sparrow, just self righteous like religious fanatics. I really want to see them get their comeuppance. Yeah, and I think that's I think something like that is going to happen. Someone yeah. did say in the comments, and I actually it actually gave me pause for thought. But someone said, "Oh, you know, the high sparrow is probably a better ruler than any of the kings or queens have been because at least they have he has a standard and he holds everyone to it." And he doesn't see rank, or and he's he, he can't be bought, and I, and that made made me think because yeah, it's 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 true. He is historically rulers like him don't work out so well. True, but he, I don't hate him so much as I think the whole sparrows are completely out of control, yeah. and crazy. But I, I do get the sense that he is probably coming from a place of general goodwill like he's not oh, or, yeah, yeah. or at least he's not playing it as the super mad obsessive like he does come across as humble and yeah like i think i think we, we haven't seen like some dramatic reveal that he was all in it just for power like his his ideals have never changed it's just that his the level of power that he wields has grown exponentially across the season so mm. we're now seeing what someone with these sort of ideals given a bit of power can do and it's not pretty in most cases. No. That um, that scepter with the spoon is going to die. She's yeah. going to die so badly. It's... Shame. Shame. <laughs> Shame. That's Shame. It. And that was the thing because that did make me laugh at the start of that scene because it was so awkward and, and yeah. just everyone was there. And, mm. and then she's just going, Shame. 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 <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't been turned into a meme yet. Yeah. I, it, I, it probably has. It must do. It must do. So Cersei is back. We have the mountain finally upright and moving and with we a convenient... See, we see the result of the work. Yeah, Kyburn's work. We didn't see Tommen. We didn't see what happened to... No, we didn't see Tommen, did we? And that's and again, that's interesting because you would think he would be there. Mm, um, but he has taken to his bed. Yes. We didn't We didn't see what happened to Marjorie and Slow Loris. No, no, we didn't, which was interesting. Um, so I assume they're still in the dungeons. Still in prison? Yeah. Because... She's probably not going to confess because the only reason Cersei got out is because she, she confessed. confessed. Yeah. And then let's talk about, oh, God, what else happened this episode? Danny, fabulous mm. sequence in Marine. With, there's, a, there's a great meme doing the This is just meme cast now. Game of Thrones <laughs> meme cast. There is a good meme doing the rounds, which is like a picture of Jorah and Mario and Tyrion, yes. and it's just got two and a half Two and a half men. men. So good. That's great. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Like, <laughs> you see these memes sometimes and go, why didn't I think of that? Why? <laughs> so obvious. They weren't just sitting there. Like, mm, absolutely, yeah. It's hanging fu- it's around, funny. not doing It's it. funny. I realized, I realized as, I, as, as I was watching this episode, the Marine scenes used to be like really kind of, oh, God, you know, we're back in Marine. We've got, they've got this boring machinations happening over there. Now I want to go over there because all of my favorite characters are there. <laughs> like, like there is not a character in there that I dislike. Like, you know, Jorah, I've, yeah. I've got my thoughts on. You know, Dario's great. Yep. Um, you know, Danny, for whatever her fault, she's a great character. Like, yeah. I like her. And um, beautiful ones like Missandei and Grey Worm. Missandei and Grey Worm. Yeah, two of my and, and Tyrion's there. Tyrion's there now. Wow. It's easily my favorite part of the show now. The best place to be. I never thought this would have happened, that I would have gone... Well, I don't care what's happening in Westeros now. Show me what's happening in Marine. But mm. that's what I want to see now. Jorah and Tyrion had a bit of a spat. Mm. Jorah got all cranky <laughs> as he does. Like, they just sit there doing nothing. And then it's like, well, you suck. No, you suck. Their little summit meeting about who would take control of Marine and who would go and find Danny. it really felt like, I don't know, a, a, an action movie where they're sort of deciding, yeah, yeah this is what we've got to do now. <laughs> and it just, and it. To me, it seemed really obvious who should go and who should go where. Clearly, Grey Worm is still yeah. crook, and Missandei's translation powers are incredibly useful, and Tyrion, obviously, is the brain, so they mm. should stay and the other two should go. It just seemed to take them a long time to kind of yes. work it out. But the oh, the concept of Jorah and Dario slash Mario on a buddy cop adventure to find Danny, <laughs> I'm just salivating at the prospect of that. This is why I don't understand. When people say that's it with this show, I'm done. I can't, you know, Jon Snow's dead. Yeah. I'm done. I I'm not, I'm out. Mm. First of all, you're not. You'll be back. But secondly, there are so many other great characters still that I want to follow and I want to see what they do. And Jorah and Mario were two of them. Mm. You know, I'm so glad that Jorah is still alive. I thought he was probably going to end up dead from grayscale Mm. at the end of this season. He's still going to end up probably dead from grayscale at some point. That's still bubbling along. It's still a little unresolved plot line, but 
it is um, great to see him and, you know, these two who hate each other having to go out and find <laughs> Danny, who they both love. Oh. And Tyrion getting to now rule Marine, And then who was back? Who shows up? Varys. My man Varys. He just rolls out, you know, just kind of. This rolls in. Glides oh, up to well, Tyrion. Fancy seeing you here. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I thought you deserted me. But I just birds sing in the east. Birds sing in the west. <laughs> He's so good. And Tyrion did not even look at him the whole time. Mm. He was just like, oh, you're back, are you? Okay. <laughs> okay. This is on. So it'll be interesting to see what um, what Varys does and how their little. Yeah, and, and again, like. Cop- it's just all my favourite characters yeah. are there now. Like, there's nothing. I don't want to see what happens in Westeros next season. Just show me, show me Tyrion trying to get Marine under control. As for Danny, a lot of people in the comments section were talking about how did Danny get into a different outfit? She changed. Her outfit was white, and now it's blue. And I just want to say to everyone, it's dirt. It's yeah. I was. Going She's to say been flying yeah. through the air. Is this like the blue dress, gold dress thing again? Kind <laughs> What's of. Going on? The only thing that I I that didn't make sense to me is she seemed to be wearing boots, whereas I didn't think she was wearing boots when she was in Marine at the Great Games, but I probably just didn't see it correctly. Mm. But she tied the back of her cape together to give her more freedom of movement with her yeah. arms so it wasn't quite so cape-like. But it was the same dress. It was just dirt. She's been on the back of a dirty dragon flying mm. through the air. She's picked up some dirt. That's what it is, people. There hasn't been a crazy costume change somewhere in the middle of that <laughs> she finds herself in the dothraki sea surrounded by another horde surrounded by dothraki yeah so we're back to square one i guess with, mm. with Danny. and the thing is you forget that she was this horse she was people a, she was queen. a khaleesi yeah we haven't called her the khaleesi for almost two seasons no to, to the probably to the embarrassment of several people who named their children that yeah oh my god <laughs> don't even get me started don't call your children Khaleesi. It's just stupid. Call them. Although, if you did call your child Khaleesi, please don't send us angry letters. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't hate me. I, I have enough. I have enough hate in my life. Someone left a message on the Facebook page, and I was very sad because they said, "Please refrain." Their opening game. Please refrain. Please refrain. Uh, the message messages always go well yeah. after they start like that. Please refrain from mentioning your kittens <coughs> in future writing. It would be nice to see you, uh, or, or you should you should have in- imagination that goes beyond three feet away, or something like that. I'm like, but the kittens have become part of the recap because, like, she was mother of dragons hmm. and had three dragons, and I had three kittens, so it was like a parallel thing. It was like a joke thing. I'm, I'm clearly playing on the fact that I'm inferior to Danny in many mm. ways, one of which being that I have kittens, not dragons, but yet trying to find a similar... Yeah, it was a joke. And, um, <laughs> you know, I just like talking about the kittens. Yeah. They're very, they're very they sweet. are cute. I'm looking at one of them right now. It's actually quite cute. So. Yeah, that's James Bond. It's, it's not a very dragon-like name. Hello, James. So, Danny, Dothraki, Marine Adventures... Stannis, gone. Jon Snow, gone. Maybe back? Hopefully back, please. Hopefully back. There are ways that he could be brought back, but credit to the showrunners if they just decide, hey, let's let's do away with him because that takes some balls. Like it's it's very much like that that would that would just be insane. Like it would be more it would be so much more insane. People said they were insane to kill Ned, because Ned was obviously the main character of the show mm. when, when it first started. And it's like, well, you can see why they did all that, mm. but if they just kill John, like, you know, where are they going to go? Cersei back in the Red Tower, Red Keep. Red Keep, yeah. I was trying to think, are there any other? Brienne killed. Oh, Sansa and Reek. Sansa we didn't and talk Reek, about yes. Sansa and Very Reek. Briefly, who Miranda. <coughs> finally made Miranda go splat. Yeah, that, that was, was a good death. Yes. That was a very satisfying oh, yeah. squelch mm-hmm. when Reek pushed. And I'm so glad he. I have been gunning for Theon to kind of come back through the Reek haze and go what is this shit and <laughs> just kill some dudes and he finally he just totally went did. no screw you miranda and mm-hmm. pushed her off the battlements so good yeah so satisfying because sansa and and we should talk about that moment where sansa put the candle in the window yes of the broken tower and brienne the, like just as brienne turned away the, the, the one the one the- moment for the last like probably like 
five months where Brienne wasn't staring directly at that yeah. tower. Because we get another shot of her just standing there looking at the tower. And nope, that's, no. uh, she turned away like just, you know, dramatic irony. Yeah, but, no. it was, it was, and like you knew, you knew it was about to happen. You were like, oh God, no, no, the Stannis forces have arrived and Brienne and Potter, oh, no, oh, and it happened. Oh God, so frustrating. <laughs> but it did lead to Theon taking Sansa hmm. by the hand. And, and jumping off a very high castle wall. a very high battlefield. Now, have you seen, again, meme update. It's <laughs> a really good one where it's like a picture of Theon saying, knock, knock. Sansa saying, who's there? And Theon says, winter. She says, winter who? And then it's a picture of them just jumping off with winter fell. <laughs> I laughed a stupid amount yes. at that joke. But it was a very good one. But... I, look, I don't see – some people were asking if they were alive or dead. I don't see them being dead. I just can't see – No, I, I got the impression that they were trying to sort of – Theon sort of looked over and went, maybe? Like Take if, it's just snow, if the, the snow is deep enough. Really... Yeah, like the snow's pretty deep. We could probably risk it. It's better than what's on the other side of this we wall. Are, we're going to die anyway. Yeah, so let's give, it a, let's give it a crack. I don't think they'll both be dead. I think Sansa will probably survive. Reek might not. That might be his heroic moment that he then gets to... I don't think that they would leave it without seeing that heroic moment. Mm. Now, I know this is ironic considering I just said that we didn't see Stannis die, but I think he is dead. I just don't... I don't <clears throat> think the same applies to Theon. Mm. I think he is... I think they're both still alive. I think they'll both run together, but the only place that I can think of them running is the wall, which yes. is bad yeah. news. It's bad news at the moment. Unless... Yeah. Jon Snow is reanimated and, and that's good, but it would be great if she could somehow find, you know, Rickon at the very least. Mm, yeah. Who's out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and people, have, people have been saying that, um, you know, we're running out of characters. And it's like, well, don't forget we parked Bran north of the yeah. wall. Yeah. And you know who you else know, we parked? Bran and Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> we have got a whole season without Hodor. A Hodorless season. This is crazy. Hodorless season. It's going to be a Hodor-tastic come season six. In fact, I hope season six opens just with Hodor. <laughs> just with Hodor coming, in, coming into frame and saying, Hodor. <laughs> yeah, just like picking berries or something for Bran. Mm. And that, I, look, I will be so happy if that's the first shot of next season mm. is Hodor. I think, I think it's the only way it can possibly open. Yes. Because anything with Jon Snow is going to be emotionally wrought. But if you open with Hodor, everyone will be in a great frame of mind. And all these people who said they're not going to come back for season six, oh, yeah, you're not going to come back and see Hodor again? Not only not only have they always come back, but they've always brought friends. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the viewership for these seasons has always gone up and up and up. Yeah. So if you have genuinely stopped watching the show and for some reason are listening to this podcast, you know. You'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> I try to be more sympathetic and yeah. say, oh, come on, come on. But no, you'll be back. <laughs> There are a few people, though, who say that they don't watch the show, but they read my recaps, and that's, like, enough. And I am so baffled by – I'm incredibly flattered, mm. but I am baffled as to why you would even do that because surely none of it makes sense. Surely it is just, like, 3,000 words of a madwoman ranting if you don't actually watch the show. That's what I don't comprehend. But thank you if you do do that, mm. Michael Barnes. <laughs> so come back. Come back to us. Be be friends with us. You know we love you. So let's 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 all be one big happy family. One person we haven't discussed, mm. and I just remembered who it was. Yes. Arya. Yes. Pretty how satisfying. good was that? I was a bit surprised at how much I enjoyed that sequence of her killing Meryn. Yep. Trent. It's uh yeah. It was very. The show's done some violence in the past. That was pretty violent. Yeah. It was. It was amazing. Hmm. She had the knife. She just stabbed him right in the eye, like mm. bang, hit her target, mm. pulled the knife out, hit the other eye. And then she was like an avenging angel. She was like, what's my name, bitch? You know, it was <laughs> it was beautiful to watch. Fucked her completely over, though. Yes. Because. Absolutely. She goes back to the, to the, um, the House of Black and White and has that incredibly creepy scene where um, Jack and Hagar sort of says, you know, you, you took a life that wasn't yours to take. Only death can pay for life. And then he drinks the poison and then he falls over. But then it's like, no, he was never Jack and Hagar or maybe he was, but now Jack and Hagar is somewhere else. Or, and then there's that genuinely unsettling scene where 
Arya is pulling face after face after face yeah. off, off the person, off the body on the ground. And I was like, whoa, that's creepy. That is super creepy. Like that credit to the, to the show there. It's just, that is it really It was a very unsettling. good effect. But what does that mean? Like, what does that mean for the show? I don't understand. I don't, I don't totally get. Well, a friend of mine seemed to think that I was confused in my, in my recap and said, mm. well, to him, it was that if you're not completely trained or you, if you haven't completely given up your identity, you're still holding on to a remnant of who you are, then you can't wear the faces. It's, it's akin to poison. So that's oh, yeah, yeah, why yeah. she was mm. going blind. No, no, no. I, I got, I got that. Bit. Oh, see, I, I didn't get yeah. that. I was just like, what the, what the crap is happening? No, I, I understood that. And I, I felt like it was like a, like a sort of a rebound thing because she blinded Meryn Trance. So she's going blind. Oh. That, that's kind of what I thought was happening. I just don't, get Jack and Hagar. I don't get who he's meant to be. I don't like, is he the same person that Arya met in Westeros or is he like a different person? Um, how could he then, how could he die and then immediately be, a, a, you know, across the room as the girl? Like, was the girl always Jack and Hagar? And that's the reveal. I don't know. Oh, I was just, that the girl? That was, that was the, the girl who was with, yeah, that's the blonde girl who's been with them the entire time. Oh my God. And I, and I was like, I didn't even get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so suddenly she's Jack and Hagar, and I'm like, but does, so does that mean she was always Jack and Hagar, or is the point that none of them are Jack and Hagar? They're all no one. Like, I don't. It was just, it was very unclear. It was a very unclear sequence. I wasn't totally, you know, sort of. I completely didn't even get that, Stu. I have to go back and rewatch now. <laughs> I just thought that another Jack and had rocked up. No, no, no. That, that was that was the girl. So, so the the, the blonde girl yeah. who's been tormenting her oh, the entire time. I'm yeah. with you now. Mm. But what the hell? That just. Flip me the hell out. I didn't pick up on that at all. Weird. <laughs> so, book readers, TV watchers, we now appear to all be in a very similar place. Yeah, we're, we're finally all in the same boat. And they have to start shooting season six in August, so just over a month. Hmm. There's going to be a lot of spies on set to see if oh, Jon yeah. Snow's around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's going to be really difficult to avoid spoilers this time because yeah. everyone is just going to be out there looking for any sign of life. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And and suddenly, suddenly we're all in the same boat. Like suddenly we're all sort of like watching the show sort of going, oh, wow, like what's going to happen with spoilers? Because I mean, like the book readers themselves have been, for, for what it's worth, incredibly gracious with spoilers up until now. You know, I mean, I, I always go back to season one, but when Ned Stark died, like there was no hint that I can remember. I certainly didn't see. Well, I didn't because I binged watched the whole first yeah. <laughs> series in a weekend, basically. So I had no idea. But I was I was watching them when they came when they came out, and even even for me, I didn't get any sort of sense that Ned Stark was in danger. Not any more so than any other character. Like the the idea that he would die just seemed crazy. And when he died, book readers were like, "Aha! Now you know why everyone was so sad back in like 1995, whatever." <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. And remember that time remember 15 that? years ago. <laughs> but, you know, that was a thing. Like, like the Bookeroos have been incredibly gracious about not spoiling major events from the, the novels. They do like to hint a lot, though. More recently, and I think, I think it's more the case that it's people who have gotten fed up with waiting for the show and have gone and read the books. Okay. I know that's a strange distinction to make, but I have noticed this yeah. most recent season, there's been a lot more sort of coy, snide sort of, oh, you know, I think something might happen in this episode, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's because there's a much larger readership. I think initially you had a, a, gr a group of people who are big fans of the series who didn't want to spoil it for people. They wanted people to see it. If they weren't going to read the books, then they could watch the TV show and you could, and you could accept it and enjoy it on your mm. own terms. I think that's been really good right up till now. <laughs> and, but now we're in this weird position where we're all in the same boat again. Like, like we're, we've hit, except for a couple of small little plot lines, I think we're now all caught up to the books. Yeah. So, you know, what happens next is going to be a surprise for everyone. It'll be fun. Whatever it is, it'll be fun. We've got two more seasons and it'll be very fun indeed. Is that all? Yeah, seven. Well, that's all that they've committed to. They're committed to seven. They might they might extend it. Who knows? Yeah. But. It's just interesting to know how, because I would imagine that if George R. R. Martin gets his next book out, so book six out, like he must have obviously told them the rough guidelines. Yes. Yeah. So about, that they know basically what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll flesh things out and change things in his book, no doubt. But one would imagine that given that they've committed to series six and seven, that that would probably be book six. 
you know, they would spread book six over two TV series? Maybe. They haven't really done that in the show. Like, like they have, they've changed the order of events a little, apparently. I, I haven't gone fully into it. I will now because we can sort of go in spoiler-free, basically. But again, like I haven't read the books, but from what I have been told, they've changed the way certain things were structured. But the number of books matches up to the number of seasons. Mm. So I think they've still got, there's two more books to come and there's two more series. So theoretically, you could probably wrap it all up. Wrap it all up. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe they would want to stretch it out as much as they could. I would happily watch more Game of Thrones uh, yeah. for years and years. But I know. The prospect of it finishing is quite distressing to me because, like, what do I do then? You <laughs> yeah. know, what do I do? What do we do, Stu? Now that, what uh, do we do? Now that Game of Thrones is all over. Well, we're, well, we're coming back next week. We're going to come back next week and um, wrap everything up with a bit of a, 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 a recap on the recap. Okay, we'll do that. We'll yes. do that. But should we do another another show? Because I did I did put it out there that people uh, we can totally true do detective. Show, yeah. So it just depends if you want to get on board the true detective train. A lot of a lot of people are saying true detective. Um, I'm hearing whispers the true detective isn't as good this season as it's. Eh, as it was I'm last sure season, it'll probably be shit. But we can. <laughs> nothing's as recapable as Game of Thrones. No. That's the thing because no. you've got so many different storylines and so much craziness to digest <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really putting my brain to think what other show could I get into that I could recap and maybe people who haven't seen it could watch along or I'm still open to suggestions and a lot of people are saying things like Orange is the New Black which I haven't seen at all so I would have to go mm. back and watch you know all three yeah, seasons so I. Yeah, I haven't seen it. it's really hard in this era of direct streaming and binge watching how do you capture something like we've been able to with game of thrones which is still coming to us in that episode yeah, exactly. by episode exactly you know because everyone's watching at the same time and i saw an article recently i think about how binge watching and streaming is ruining those kind of water cooler moments that you had back when you watched what the tv channels told you to watch <laughs> and you would have those water cooler moments where everyone would watch a certain show and go oh my god molly from a country practice died <laughs> Everyone saw it and everyone would chat about it and how we're kind of losing that a bit with streaming because everyone's up to different points in a show. Whereas I think with Game of Thrones, there's still that sense of community. We're all going through this together. Yeah, I mean, it just, it changes the way that I think people are consuming the content. But having said that, like people aren't watching Game of Thrones at the same time anyway. So, so it aired on Monday for us. We're recording this on Wednesday. There are still people who haven't seen the episode. There will probably be people by the end of the week who haven't seen the episode. People come to it at different times. Mm. So I think a, a natural equilibrium will establish itself again where people will watch these shows in their own time and then they'll discuss them when they, when they want to be discussed. But in terms of me, Stu, <laughs> just to be selfish. Let's, let's bring it back to the, the uh, most important thing. Yeah, let's be selfish here. I would like to give True Detective a go. So how about yeah. we look at maybe okay. doing that? Yeah, True Detective is good. I, I was going to watch it anyway. So yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's We could let's try doing it. a podcast and see how it goes, and I'll try doing a recap and and see how Vince Vaughn measures up. <laughs> maybe I'll hate it. Maybe I'll do a hate recap. Maybe, maybe we can just sit there ragging on it all the time. Yeah. Because, I mean, we both love Game of Thrones, which can get I a bit know. boring. I it's, know. It's um, a bit sad, isn't it? Oh, you know what, though? So many people like to rag on Game of Thrones. There's a, there's a few of the, the... You know what? Let's talk about that next week. Let's talk about the we next... Will, we'll, yes. we'll talk about all the hate on and all the theories and all the, oh, they've lost their way, which happens every season. Yeah. Game of Thrones has lost its way. And no, it, it's just what it is. So shut up. Uh, <laughs> that's my official response. Yes. Stu, it has been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast with you. And uh, you seem perkier, even though you're still in... I'm, I'm fighting through the pain, trust me. Okay. <laughs> we'll let you get back to your sick bed. I'm going to go lay down for about three hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll have a, a wrap-up podcast sometime in the next week, people, so tune in for that. And until next time, can we say, Valamogulas. Winter is coming. <laughs>